When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. My name is Kyle Loomis. I am part one of the Inside the Jungle normal crew here tonight to talk about this episode, Auburn Men's Basketball's 2019-20 complete schedule. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you'll know that we've already broken down the non-conference play, Clinton, myself, on a previous episode. So we'll put that link in the description for the show uh, for you guys to go back and listen to for that detailed discussion. We'll talk a little bit about that here as well. Uh, but for this show specifically, we're going to take a look at SEC conference games that were just scheduled, completing the entirety of the schedule for 2019 and 20. That is what it's on tap tonight to discuss. So to discuss things, you got to have someone to talk to. And instead of, you know, doing the same old thing with Clint, I've kicked him out. No, I'm just kidding. I have just brought in two new guys to join the conversation tonight. One of them's not so new. You'll recognize him. Uh, from Stoppage Time here on E2C Network, Mr. Drew Hooper. He is part one of the two-part dynamic duo for the only Auburn and the first Auburn soccer podcast out there and the first podcast on our network to ever have post-game analysis straight from the head coach on the field. Drew, you guys broke some history this past week. We did, and I'm excited to be taking over Clint's job at the E2C Network as well. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm trying to conquer one position at a time. Uh, if Ben and I can take over the whole network, that's really the main goal I have. You know, when we name this network Ever to Conquer, that's not really what the idea was, that one person would come in and just take pieces of land for themselves and eventually conquer the whole thing. This is not risk, my friend. We're not playing that game here. This is basketball. So you you sit over there, and you... Just enjoy your little time here, but you're not conquering this show. Not while I'm sitting here. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm excited to be on. I love Auburn basketball. I come from a basketball background. Just love it. Love watching it, being around it, used to coach it. And so just excited to break this down and excited that we're talking about a Final Four attendee last year. It's a new thing that we're discussing Auburn as an actual contender for national titles now. Now, you know, we'll discuss more of this in preseason shows as we get closer to the season start and whether we what we think of that end of it. This is mainly just a schedule analysis. So for this show, I thought it'd be fun not just to have a somewhat familiar voice on our network. I would also like to bring in from time to time special guests to give their perspectives, ideas, concerns, anything like that that they can bring to the table about our topic. And I have brought in one of my good friends that I've known for two decades now, Jason, I think it is. Uh, you you and I have known each other for quite some time. Yep. And uh, we are both very big basketball fans and have attended many Auburn basketball games together. 
Uh, so for the first time on the ETC Network, Jason Selman from Montgomery, Alabama. What's up, Jason? What's going on, Kyle? Thank you for inviting me to your show today. Uh, it is good to be with you and Drew. Uh, yes. I am with Drew. I hope we can uh, maybe even merge and come together and jointly take over uh, the ETC <laughs> Network. I like the energy. I like the energy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon very quickly. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I, I'm like Drew. I've uh, I've coached. Uh, I'm actually still currently coaching high school basketball. I love basketball. I have grown to really love the Auburn basketball uh, here recently with uh, Bruce Pearl and all the excitement he has brought to the program. Uh, who would have ever thought we'd been be talking about Auburn being a basketball school? But I know, I right? We're watching the transition happen before our eyes. Not to take away from the football program because I believe they're going to have a very successful year this year. Wow, that's, uh, that's that says something coming from you. So I guess that's a great transition to a reveal that we have, not just for you, the listeners here tonight, uh, but for Drew. I warned him pre-show that we had a little surprise for him, and I'm going to go ahead and we, we need to get this out of the way, don't we, Jason? We just need to go and out you. Absolutely. Uh, Jason uh, is the first ever Alabama fan to infiltrate the E2C network. Uh, that's right, folks. You heard that. So, Drew, uh, contain yourself, sir. We have an Alabama fan uh, here on the show. What is your Before I give you more explanation on why he is here, what's your reaction? I no longer like the energy of the show. <laughs> I miss Dallas. Uh, uh, <laughs> I long for Dallas Ham to be on this podcast now. So, I well, guess we're working together, uh, Drew, and uh, taking over the E2C network just went down the drain. Is that correct? Uh, that is a non-flyer there, Ghost Rider. <laughs> All right, so let me give a little perspective here on why uh, we've invited Jason here. Uh, Jason, obviously, besides being a good friend of mine, he is a, a very smart basketball guy. So when I uh, was thinking about guests to have here besides Drew, who I know enjoys basketball and knows it very well, I thought and want to bring new voices, and that's the, the main reason here. Then I had to kind of work past this whole, you know, being a, a bubba, uh, thing that I, I, I can't think of another nice word to describe it now you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, walmart degree, walmart degree. man oh. okay well before it derails further jason actually uh has become honestly a huge auburn basketball fan uh during the bruce pearl era and like he just said he's really come to admire the team and he won't admit it to you here and he won't admit it to me but he doesn't realize that his conversion uh, to the holy way has already begun happening. And before long here, he will be a full-blooded Auburn Tiger. He just doesn't know it yet. So, Drew, this is your your job tonight has helped me convince him to not just go into Auburn basketball but become a full everything school Auburn fan. So I need you to help me out tonight, Drew. Well, let me let me also reveal something to you that I just thought of all of a sudden, Kyle. It, you, we may not have a E2C stoppage time show anymore at this rate if you're just going to keep <laughs> infiltrating – the network with these people <laughs> south of or north of Northport, south of Northport, they don't even know where they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know, this is a dangerous uh, slope we're on right now, but I thought uh, if there was ever an opportunity to bring one in and it, it actually be, you know, worthwhile, it'd be on a basketball show where they cannot deny that Alabama basketball is little brother to Auburn basketball. Would you agree, Jason? Absolutely, Kyle. Um, matter of fact, it is the thing that is drawing me into Auburn uh, a lot because I am a basketball guy, and Alabama has neglected uh, their basketball program for some time now, 
and in that have uh, lost my interest uh, in their program altogether. Whereas Auburn has really, uh, you know, looked to really improve their basketball program and has by hiring someone like Bruce Pearl. And, and then he's created such a good staff and then just a good environment uh, around the entire team with all those coaches and things. And so uh, it's honestly, uh, you know, you don't hear anybody, you don't hear any Alabama fans talking about basketball ever. And so, uh, you know, and th- they're losing touch with that that group of people, that that sect of fans who are really, truly basketball fans, they're going to lose them. And uh, such as me, because I am turning that way. I mean, I've already bought Auburn apparel, getting ready for basketball. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I like that. See, I told uh, you, Drew. Come on. See, they, they, they weren't neglecting your program, though. Just because your coach couldn't stand above the – the press bleacher there doesn't mean that they're neglecting it. He just, he just wasn't it. You can't talk about an NBA champion like that. Oh, uh, I mean, everyone gets a ring who just kind of sits around the team. Oh man. Uh, well, you know, at least they, he sat around with his team. Unlike Alabama fans, they hardly can get people in the stadium to watch games these days, whether it's football or basketball. So uh, regardless, we can continue taking shots at the Alabama uh, fans and nation all we want but let's let's move away from that since we've gotten over this hurdle and talk about <laughs> some Auburn men's basketball uh, for this season now I want to give everybody a refresher real quick again if you want to listen to our detailed discussion about the non-conference play I will post that in the show notes to that episode with Clint Richardson and myself which was a very fun episode but really briefly here's your non-conference schedule Eckerd Georgia Southern, Davidson in the Veterans Classic, South Alabama, Cal State Northridge in the in the Legends Classic, Colgate in the Legend, Legends Classic, uh, New Mexico in the Legends Classic, and then a winner of Richmond or uh, Wisconsin in the Legends Classic as well. Furman, St. Louis in the Mike's Live Invitational, NC State, Lehigh, Lipscomb, and then in the middle of conference play, which makes no sense, we go to the Big 12 SEC Challenge again this year to face Iowa State. Actually, we'll be hosting that. So that is a brief overview of non-conference play for the Tigers. I do want to give these guys a chance maybe to give some overall thoughts about non-conference play because I think it will inform what they think about the conference play. So, Drew, we'll open it up to you as the veteran here. Your impressions, any games that stick out to you, general thoughts about non-conference play. Uh, I'm the biggest game that I would potentially be looking forward to really to see with this crop of younger Auburn players, because we're not going to be as perimeter centric as we have been with Harper and all them, because a lot of, we have a lot of post players this year and I'm excited for that. And so I think the game I'd be looking forward to the most is in, uh, I think it's at Mike's live or no, the legends classic, um, the potential to get Wisconsin because Wisconsin always has a very nasty wear you down post game. And I'd be interested to see, Auburn against a team that takes them out of their rhythm because they're still going to try and play fast, play up and down. But I'd be interested to see how they go against a team like that because we saw the UAB game last year where they got drugged down in the mud. And that was a an interesting part of the, the year for Auburn because they kind of started asking some questions of themselves. So I think Wisconsin's really a game that sticks out to me in that. I think it's a great pick, too, because you look at Wisconsin. What do you think about up there? Every time you think about Wisconsin athletics programs, they grow them big. I don't know what they're feeding up there in cheese. Well, cheese. Uh, so they, they just grow big athletes. So I could definitely see what you're talking about there, about how we'll match up with their size versus our size. And if you think about it, the team did just lose a ton of guard talent and pretty much just left all of the size. So it'll be interesting to see how – 
Anthony Macklemore, Austin Wiley, some of the newer talent coming in. Uh, you know, everybody, when you think of size, is thinking of old Stretch himself. I'm not even going to – well, I'll try to pronounce his name. Babatunde Akingbola. Is Drew, am I anywhere near that? Is that, I, is that correct? I, I, I do Chinese. I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, before I butcher any more uh, of our players' names, let's uh, talk to Jason about your perceptions of non-conference play for the Auburn Tigers. What you think? Um, it, definitely a lot easier uh, schedule than yeah. last year. Uh, but I think that's a good thing for our young squad that we have coming in this year after the uh, seasoned veteran players we lost from last season coming into this year. I think it gives them plenty of time to kind of progress and grow. Uh, and I think that kind of lesser strength of non-conference uh, schedule, I believe it's going to be good for our for the team. I believe it's going to help them to kind of get in sync and get ready for conference play. Uh and we'll see a lot of – I think we'll we'll learn a lot about the team during that period of time. And I, I really see them uh, being strong, uh, starting out very strong. And the, the fact that the schedule is fairly weak, other than we have NC State, I, I really am looking forward to that game. I'd like to get uh, – I, I believe that Auburn's going to return the favor uh, from last year uh, now that they're coming to Auburn this year. So uh, looking forward to that rematch right there against NC State. And yeah. so that that's definitely probably my highlight out of the uh, non-conference. But I, I like the non-conference schedule for Auburn because I think it's something that they need this year rather than a Duke and Xavier and all those kind of games in that tournament that they kicked off with at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, a very good start for the team that we had last year. But this year's team, I think getting some wins under their belt will increase confidence and make them better for conference play. I think something that uh, Drew and Peter have talked a lot about on our Auburn soccer show stoppage time is Coach Karen Hoppe's ability there to schedule in a very, very smart manner. And and I like to think that that's the same case that's happening here for Coach Pearl is um, obviously you have some of these things planned out a years or years in advance, but some of this is kind of pieced together as the season gets closer. Um, so I do think that this is a case of Coach Pearl and the staff definitely wanting to get talented teams here to obviously help your RPI, but also recognizing the talent that was lost this year, especially in the guard play and how that's going to affect them there. Uh, I will ask you this, though, Jason. With, you mentioned the uh, Maui Invitational game with Duke, Gonzaga, Arizona, all those teams there being part of what most people consider is the ultimate uh, early season tournament there. Do you think most Auburn fans are going to be kind of down about this non-conference schedule just because we've been to the top and not, not necessarily winning it, but have experienced it and now we're not doing anything super special now? You know, that is a good question, Kyle. For me personally, it, it's not a letdown because I understand the the method to the madness there as far as like, you know, obviously everybody wants to play the big schools. I want to see the big schools later on in which we will we'll get Kentucky we'll get Tennessee not sure how Tennessee is going to be as well this year because they've lost a lot uh as well from last year but um I I think if everybody can see the big picture here there'll still be an excitement because we're going to see this team progress and we're going to watch them grow and I really feel that we're going to still contend for a possible 
SEC championship again. I really do. I, I know a lot of people would question me on that, but uh, I see enough. the way I saw some guys off that bench last year and for Auburn step up when Okiki went down and uh, some other players that stepped up uh, really impressed me. McCormick, uh, Purifoy, uh, I really saw some guys who stepped up during the tourney that really impressed me. And I, I, it kind of made me hopeful for this year. So, But I think it's going to give our younger players that time that they need to come along. I do think it's going to be a little bit of a downer for some fans, especially the huge basketball fan base that desires to see those big-name schools because obviously Auburn proved last year that they can hang with anybody. You know, but we did lose a little bit. But honestly, I think after we get a few games under our belt, I don't. I believe there, there's we can hang with just about anybody in the country. No, I'd agree with you there. This is no longer a question: Can Auburn compete with anybody? It's a matter of, uh, you know, how well at this point can we uh, compete with them? At least when the matchups in terms of personnel and things like that. So we'll definitely see that. Drew, to close out non-conference, just thoughts for you guys here. What's the I'll ask you in terms of losses for you looking at this schedule, what is the number of losses that Auburn can take out of there for you to feel like it was a successful non-conference led? Uh, personally for me, I, I'm not counting the big 12 sec mass up. No, I lo- think that's no love weird, for the big 12. I, well, I just think it's a weird placement. Uh, yeah. I think to count that in, what do we come out of non-conference play whenever you drop that middle of our sec schedule, that's kind of doing us a disservice. Yeah. I, I think, any more than one loss. I know that people may think that's unreasonable, yeah. but like, like Jason was saying, it, it is a not as tough of a schedule this year. And rightfully so it's going to get them warmed up. We have some good games against Davidson tournament team last year, South Alabama. And then uh, you go to a couple games right after that in the legends classic. I, I would say like if we end up facing Wisconsin or even maybe a tough Richmond team and taking a loss from them, I wouldn't like it or taking a loss to NCC. NC State, I wouldn't like it, but I could understand taking a loss in there. Uh, one loss is kind of where I, I say that w- we can live with that being a pretty successful non-conference schedule. I'm trying to think back to what Clinton, I, uh, you, know, you know how hard it is to get predictions out of Clinton Richardson. I mean, it's like pulling teeth. I've been doing it for five years, and I've gotten maybe like three official, like solid predictions out of him. And I think we both agreed that we expect one loss. Wouldn't be surprised if there is a second, just because of trying to figure things out during non-conference play and letting the the new players kind of come in and figure their role out. Um, so that's everyone's perspectives on non-conference play. Let's get into the meat of what we're here to dis- discuss, and that is the completion of the schedule through SEC conference play to give people a perspective of how it gets broke down for each team during the season. Each SEC team plays all 13 other teams in the league except, or excuse me, for uh, one time. Uh, Then they will play three permanent opponents a second time. So to give you some perspective for Auburn, obviously Alabama and Georgia, and then Ole Miss is thrown into that area for us. Then they will play a remaining two games that will change annually. And wouldn't you know it, the two that we get to play a second time this year besides the permanent ones, Good old Tennessee and good old Kentucky. I think it's a fair statement, Drew, to say that Auburn probably drew the worst possible of those two games. Would you agree? I, I mean, the Kentucky game is going to be difficult, but I even I think the SEC overall is down this year, oh, really? uh, relatively speaking. I, I don't think that there are as many good players, or I think the good players are a little more spread out in years than they have 
than they have in previous years. And so I think uh, drawing Tennessee, I don't think is as big of a, an issue as people think it's going to be. I think that Tennessee is actually going to be an easier win and game this year than last year. Kentucky is going to be a difficult game, but I even, I don't think Kentucky had as good of a recruiting class this year as they typically do as well. See, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to the the theory that Tennessee is going to be down as much as people think they are. And I don't, I don't know where that's coming from. It's just a feeling I think, cause I know who they lost. I know they lost Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, uh, Jordan bone, I think is their, their sharp shooter. He went, he left to, they left they have basically no talent left by the sounds of it but for some reason i don't know rick barnes coach teams just scare me and that's why i say that there uh but when you look at the three permanent teams here makes a lot of sense got a lot of ties for jason here alabama and then of course georgia Ole miss for me is just always the weird one that's thrown into there you know i know i'm thinking with my football mind lsu should be there uh, but it's just weird. But Jason, uh, your thoughts about Auburn having or, or getting to play and beat up on Alabama twice a year as a former Alabama basketball fan. What do you think about those? Well, I'm going to tell you that new coach, look, he isn't going to change anything. Bama's basketball program's always been trash. It's going to stay trash. Auburn's, wow. got, I, Auburn's got two wins right out the gate, right there against Bama. <laughs> wow. Or you going to that? I see. See, <laughs> We went from like a high here at the beginning of the show to a low when I re- when I outed Jason to now we're kind of working our way back up. You see, I wouldn't lead you astray, Drew. Have I? No, the show still on? sucks. The show still sucks. <laughs> like I'm so mad. I'm just professional. Well, Drew, I'm trying to win you over, man. Come on. I'm ju- I'm just professional. I do my job. <laughs> Hey Auburn fans, this is Kyle with a quick note. This is actually a great stopping point in this episode before we get into some heavily detailed discussion about the SEC schedule as a whole. So we're going to end this episode right here, but we hope that you'll come back for the next edition of this conversation, which we'll be releasing in the next few days, where we'll break down the SEC much further with a lot of great detail there. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you? <laughs>